If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 28th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adio A. Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Oh, it feels good to be here. Feels good to have you here. What a weird, weird day. You know what, what I mean? What a wild Nothing day to news. talk about. A lot of sad shit to talk about, so that kind of really sucks. Yeah. Really, a, lot of really big, sucks. a lot of big sad shit to talk about. Yeah. A lot of big shit. Yeah. One of the, 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 the megatons of the games industry for us yeah. to talk about today. Me and you, Bless. It's going to be a you. wild one. Me and you. Let's not waste any time because no. today's stories include Jim Ryan, the president of PlayStation, steps down. Wow. Epic is making some epic layoffs and more because this is kind of, that was bad. And I ad-libbed that too. I didn't have yeah, that written down. Yeah. <laughs> you got there though. <laughs> this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you our spider-man 2 review is coming monday october 16th wow. at 7 a.m pacific time i have a code I have a code. So many of us here kind of funny. <laughs> Stand up I if have you have a code. A code. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, how are you feeling about this? Um, extremely excited. Now that we have started the game. We have not yet started the game, uh, but I'm very excited too. It is currently downloading for me at home. Cannot wait to get home. Cannot wait to play. Yeah. It's happening, boss. It's I, all happening. And then October 16th, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. Yeah, I was telling you that last night. Uh, I was wrapping up Cyberpunk 2077 in anticipation that we could get codes today. And I was like, okay, I got to get this out the way. I got to finish the game. Of course, I've been like holding off on doing the final, final mission of Cyberpunk 2077, the new mission that unlocks after you do the DLC, uh, until I clear out enough of the side stuff that I want to do. But yeah, yesterday being kind of like my deadline, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I started that mission. I got halfway through that mission, and then I cut off the game and went, I can't do this. I, I love that. That is so, so special. We always talk about Cool Greg being obsessed with Harry Potter, but having never actually watched the seventh movie yeah. or read the seventh book. And it's, it's so wild because like I've never had this happen to me in a video game where I was like, I can't finish this. And I, for me, it was the thing of I have done enough in cyberpunk where I'll, i feel so good about the my character build i love the gameplay of my character i respect I, I uploaded the video a few um or a few days ago of me doing like the cool katana shit i actually spec'd out of the katana shit you get one respec oh yeah i spec'd out of the katana shit to put a lot more points into my my cool stat oh hell yeah we got a There's cool a guy cool over stat. here um because cool stat is where you get all the cool pistol stuff pistol mm. and sniper and i i think especially coming out uh, out of starfield where i did mainly pistol stuff I, I'm in the pistol, pistol boy. I'm a pistol boy, right? I'm in yeah, the pistol, pistol mood. Poppy. 
pistol poppy i'm in a sniper mood as well uh -huh. and so put all my points into cool and then had to make the sacrifice to katana though i'm slowly rebuilding up katana um but like i did all that i went in to my cyberware redid all my cyberware and like i'm like dude i am so ready to get into shootouts right now and i was like you know what man let's have fun in this final mission let's do this final mission i'm looking for some combat i'm sure the final mission is gonna have combat for you and i got into it i'm not gonna spoil anything obviously but like it is not what i expected yeah it is such like a hey we're saying goodbye to this type mission and i was i was not ready i love that, i got halfway man. and i was like F i cannot do this right now i started getting emotional while playing i was like no not yet has that not happened yet. to you before like is no. there another wow that's like i don't so think cool. i've ever i'm uh, if you know me i'm somebody who likes i mainline shit right like i do side quests here and there but usually if i'm doing a big open world game or a big open world rpg i'm doing like 70 or let's say 60 to 70 percent mainline and then 30 to 40 percent side content right like most of the bulk of my time is gonna be spent doing the mainline content because i want to see what that core content looks like um if i'm gonna do side content it's gonna be interspersed with me doing the main quest once i finish a game it's over like i'm i'm usually not going back in very rare instances am i going back and so yeah like i've never put it off this much to where i'm like uh, maybe i'll pick it up someday in the future after spider-man 2 and all these games yeah i continue doing side stuff but yeah, like I can't, I can't finish it. I can't finish it right now. So. That, hey, dude, that's awesome. Maybe at some point we should have you finish on stream, like make a big oh, celebration cool. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah keep also, that in mind for 2024. Yeah. Shout out to Cyberpunk, man. Like shout out to this game that went through so much ups and downs and some really low downs yeah. to now emotionally impact you this much. I think that's oh, like yeah. incredibly special. And like, are you going to go back? Games. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of selling me on this. I'm a little worried time-wise at this point, but um, I'm very interested on, in, in playing through Phantom Liberty. Not Phantom Liberty. Yeah, no, yeah, Phantom, Liberty. yeah Phantom Liberty. What a cool ass name. I think you're going to really like um, Idris Elba in that, in yeah. that um, DLC. Because I, I mean, make fun of rapping, his... I'm I... here for it. Wait, what was that? Him rapping. Oh, him rapping. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard him rapping yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just saw it from the internet. Like, yeah, someone sent me in. I was listening to it, and then Gia overheard me listening. She's like... Is that Idris Elba? I'm like, that is. She's like, why? And I'm like, well, he's in a video game. She's like, that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> What's weird is that, well, one, yeah, he does make music. And I only know this because of Macklemore, because mm -hmm. he was on a Macklemore song a while ago. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, I think it was Dance Off. Dance Off. Which, yeah. funny enough, <laughs> back when I lived in Seattle, I auditioned to be in the music video for Dance Off. Holy shit. Didn't get into it, obviously. Damn. But like, you I can hear the full story on a kind of funny next gen podcast. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. It's, it's, I mean, one one of that his, it's one of my most embarrassing stories, actually. Because, yeah. <laughs> God, I don't want to tell this here. But during the audition, basically, there's a part. So they have everybody come together and like dance at the same time in groups, right? Yeah. So they have maybe aggressively at each other. <laughs> well, no, not like that. But like for the judges, right? They have judges in front, in front of the room. They call the people in like, let's say, groups of. 10 to 15 and they have all you guys audition at the same time and then the judges pick out okay we want this 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 person to stay right and like the rest of you are dismissed so while i'm standing in line waiting to audition for this thing people are like going back and forth on strategies they're like oh you want to stay in the front to make sure you can get, get seen you want to do big movements all this stuff right and so we go up i make sure to get in the front and like the music goes we're all dancing at the same time and i'm like oh i'm not i'm not killing it right now like i'm not bringing the right energy i'm not bringing the right flair and so there's my signature move one of my signature moves tim is this front flip type move right where I go, i'm so happy that nick is here to hear this right <laughs> now giggling in the background the signature move is a front flip this is the i got like a front flip that i do that's like more of a front handspring do you have a like, name for it i kind of launched myself no i don't really have we gotta come up with a name for blessing signature oh, yeah. front flip move everyone but like you know i basically <laughs> i 
turn. I'm sure, I'm glad I'm telling this story on what's going to be very much like a high clicked episode. Um, but I, I I turn, I go, I lift my leg up to go for it. I go for the flip, and like I always land this thing. It's never a problem landing oh, this no. thing. I go for it. My leg catches the judge's table. I fall. The table collapses. No! <laughs> I look back. The judges have this horrified look on their face. And when I tell you, you know, I'm doing that while 10 to 15 other people are dancing at the same time. There's also like 70 people in the room waiting to get their turn. So I do this in front of like 100 people. That's what I call break dancing. <laughs> I do that. And I'm, in my mind, honestly, what I hope is that that story got back to Macklemore. Yeah. I'm hoping that like along the line, someone was like, oh, dude, you should, you should have seen this guy <laughs> who was fucking auditioning, <laughs> who tried to do a front flip and collapse our judges table and we're all fucking scared. <laughs> I love that. But like you, but... The, the worst part is like I, I did that. And you know, it's obviously embarrassing. I look up, I see like some dudes on the side, like they're like, oh shit. Like, you know, it's like, and it's people I know because I was in the Seattle dance community. And so like, I do that and I'm like, oh fuck, what do I do now? Right? Like, and I think back to what they always say for stage, right? The show must go on. And so I get up, I keep dancing. everybody. Well, this fucking table's on the floor. <laughs> I just kept going. No talking to anyone. Uh, just keep dancing. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep dancing. I guess. I Holy guess. shit. Oh man, more housekeeping for you. <laughs> Are you ready to role play? This Friday, the Kind of Funny crew and special guest Sage Ryan will take you on an epic journey at the table as Nick Scarpino DMs our first ever D&D session. Come join the table and roll some dice with us Friday, September 29th, 2023, exclusively live on Twitch and then later on YouTube as a VOD. And then it's the final week of September here on Twitch. And it's a great time to take advantage of the sweet discounts when you subscribe to our channel. If you want to enjoy ad-free viewing, channel emotes, and more, you can save 30% off on three-month and six-month extended subscriptions. If you want to give back to the community, gifted subs on Twitch are now 25% off as well. So you can give the power of ad-free viewing to your best friends. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash, but... We'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. PlayStation boss, Jim Ryan, is set to retire next spring. This is Alex Stedman at IGN. The news first broke via a post on X slash Twitter from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier before Sony confirmed it with their own announcement shortly after. Hiroki Totoki will assume the interim CEO role starting on April 1st, 2024. Uh, the Sony Corporation president, COO, and CFO will also become chairman of SIE starting next month to support Mr. Ryan in his transition, Sony said. Uh, additionally, Sony said Totoki will work closely with Sony Group Cor uh, Corporation chairman and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida to navigate PlayStation's future, including the secession of the SIE CEO role. In a statement today, Ryan cited the difficulty of living in Europe while working in North America as a reason for the decision. Quote, after 30 years, I have made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024, Ryan said in the statement. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. But I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. 
I'll leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be part of my life, and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SIE. I want to thank Yoshida-san for placing so much trust in me and being an incredible or incredibly sensitive and supportive leader, end quote. The move, of course, is a massive shakeup in the industry, especially as the PlayStation division has been a lucrative one in Sony. In July, Sony said the PlayStation 5 has sold 40 million units since the console's November 2020 launch, tracking slightly behind the PS4, but still a major milestone. Ryan started his career at PlayStation's European branch in 1994. He would go on to hold various leadership positions before replacing John Codera as president and CEO of SIE in 2019 absolutely wild this is one of those breaking news stories yesterday that when it happened i saw the tweet go up and like i couldn't help it out loud be like oh my god like jim ryan is retiring and everyone in the office was like what yeah and it, it felt like that there's no way this is real you know and it came from jason and then pretty much immediately was uh the confirmation was, was from confirmed from from playstation themselves um, you know, it's always interesting when we, we see shifts in the, the, the gaming industry when it comes to like the, the top dogs and people leaving. And, you know, our first question is like, were they forced out? Did they leave by choice? It, are they truly retiring, like restructuring? Like what's going on here? This does read and the amount of times the word retire is used mm -hmm. reads in a more positive light uh, than, than potential shenanigans. But you never know. You know of course. We'll have to, to see how things shake out in the future. But it is just wild to think of how much this is the end of an era the the jim ryan era of uh playstation studios where you look at what playstation playstation has become over the last 20 years mm -hmm. uh and he's been there in some way pretty much the entire time uh but to have the control given to the european side of it all uh as we see herman kind of like take up lead and then what that meant for the shift away from the sean Layden era of everything or even before that jack trenton and all of them uh, to look at how PlayStation went from so much having that that charisma and that personality on stage to Jim Ryan, who is kind of the opposite of all of that. Yeah. And I feel like in a weird way, we end up talking about him a lot um, because how things have evolved. We have Phil Spencer on one side, mm -hmm. right? For years, we had Reggie at Nintendo. Um, now, Doug Bowser at Nintendo has kind of taken up that spot, but I feel like hasn't really been given the opportunity to shine too much, but he likes getting out there. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, like you see him, like he's, he's shaking hands, kissing babies. Uh, but when you have Jim Ryan, it's kind of like we only talk about him when he says something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, from the audience, Jim Ryan gets a lot of flack because he isn't the Phil Spencer. And like he isn't, even when you look back at PlayStation, I don't think PlayStation has had some biggest of personalities, right? But they, I, I feel like the PlayStation leaders in the past have ha at least had some semblance of like, you know, people identify Sean Layden as a personality, even though I feel like when Sean Layden was at the helm, a lot of people were, were hating on Sean Layden, yeah. too. I mean, it's all relative, right? And yeah. I, I think that it's it's important to bring in the context of the time and place that that they were, were leading, where it's like, you know, Jack Trenton, there was a lot of personality yeah. there. It was just that meant something different for that era and like how much fun they had, even with the Kevin Butler stuff and all of that. Um, but even going back before that with Ken with the Ridge Racer and all that, that yeah. was the personality. It just per what we were looking for from a gaming personality was different because that was a pre-social media world, right? I feel mm -hmm. like the idea of everybody having this like public persona that they're, they're putting on, uh, whether you're a CEO or just random fans or whatever, I think that landscape has changed so much of what we expect from transparency from these companies and what personality means these days 
at this point means Phil Spencer. <laughs> and it, yeah. and that is a, a very, very, very high bar in terms of how open he is and how open Xbox strategy is in terms of pushing him as a face and not even just him, but the team around him. Uh, whereas PlayStation, I feel like Sean Layden had, you're right. Like even during the time, it's like, oh, I miss the old days. That's how things always go. Yeah, that's right? how people always are. Yeah. But Sean Layden, like he had the moments, right? The t-shirt reveals, the like, that whole vibe to him, there was a, an ethos to Sean Layden where I feel like Jim Ryan, like... I think Jim Ryan's ethos is often tied to PlayStation as a cold-hearted business and PlayStation's, I guess, evolution over the last, let's say, five years into becoming that more and more. And I think to some level, that was probably going to happen regardless of Jim Ryan or not. I think whoever was at the helm would have kind of been part of that flow because as you get more and more successful, as you as you have more and more money that you have to deal with and more and more corporations that you have to, that you have under you. Right. Like, I think you have to focus more on, all right, what are the, what is the business that needs to get done? How do I manage these teams? How do I do my job as opposed to how do I get out there and relate to the gamers and make sure they know yeah. that I play video games and all this stuff. Right. Like, I think there's a time and place for that stuff. I think Phil Spencer on, on, on the Xbox side is doing a wonderful job of trying to be both a leader, but then also being somebody who is a face and people can look to right. Because the whole conversation on the Xbox side of things is that, Hey, we are trying to, and for the last decade, I'd say, we've mm -hmm. been trying to win back the trust and love from our audience, right? We have been trying to identify with our audience and build a community. And, I, and for me, the thing I identify, especially when I look at Twitter or I look at social media, I can identify so many of the Xbox personalities in the space, right? I can identify the Xbox content creators mm -hmm. in the Xbox community, right? I see Paris out there. I see so many other people out there, Miles out there that are like, hey, we are Xbox and we love Xbox and like, even though we're on like the we're in quote unquote third place, like we rock for this hard. I feel like on the PlayStation side, that but is even then. So just to add to that, like the, the Aaron Greenbergs, the Sarah Bonds, yeah, the, like the um, Steins. There's like a, the, there's an ethos to even like yeah the levels of personalities that work at Xbox. We're on the PlayStation. Major Nelson, not now, but yeah, up and, until now. And PlayStation obviously has like all of those same roles, but you know there is less of the front facingness of like hey like I, I feel like Shuhei Yoshida is one that we identify partly because Beyond was like mm -hmm. hey let's put Shuhei Yoshida out there because we're friends with Shu and all this stuff right like you know in, in in the PlayStation era I guess leading up to let's say 2016 2017 I think you had spurts of that but like past that I feel like it becomes few and far between like even uh in the last state of play well I was it Sean Benson I believe was her name like she that was the first time where I feel like I saw her, mm -hmm. you know, represented in a showcase like that. And Definitely. that felt cool and that felt foreign. And it wasn't, like you know, I mean, State of Play was birthed in the Jim Ryan era. And that was, I think, the greatest example of how we view PlayStation and yeah. how PlayStation presents themselves, where it is just a disembodied voice. <laughs> Dude, I, I, look, I think back to GDC during the PS5 reveal where it was Mark Cerny. And it was Mark Cerny standing. Oh, thank you for this, Barrett. Yeah, I got I nailed it, Sean Benson. Uh, it was Mark Cerny standing in front of the silhouettes of unreal people, and like you know, he, he, he snuck onto the set of uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Exactly, and he gives like this very dry presentation, dry in a good way, because like Mark Cerny is smart as hell, right? He yeah. killed it. But like, it's him giving this dry presentation of what the specs and the technical mm -hmm. elements of the PlayStation are going to be, and that's what playstation has evolved into but that's also on the business side has worked has worked so well for playstation and i think for all the flack that jim ryan has gotten for being a bit more i guess dry on the personality side he's 
done a lot of good stuff for PlayStation. He's Absolutely. really led on the business side, right? The PlayStation 5 is super successful. That's the thing. I mean, like, they're even talking about it here where it's, like, not quite tracking what PS4 is, but that's because of the pandemic and the supply shortages and all of that. Otherwise, like, all the numbers demonstrate that the PS5 is... Yeah is skyrocketing and i think over at the end of the life cycle it will be more successful than the ps4 and that is just continuing the momentum of dominance that playstation has had and that is based on the fact that in this generation and generations at this point playstation treats its studios more similar to the top top disney type hollywood studios of mm -hmm. pushing out these giant triple a like loss leader games right they're the games yeah. that are so damn expensive uh to make but it adds a level of prestige and understanding of PlayStation is the blockbuster title. PlayStation is the game, multiple games a year probably, that they want gamers to think of when they think video game. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, that is, you know, there's a, a lot of wins there. Obviously, there's losses too, depending on how you're looking at it. But I feel like PlayStation's success has always been pushing that as much as possible while also staying true to other initiatives. And you see them... Every once, every couple of years, it's like clockwork. They really invest in the indie scene, and then it kind of and like, it, yeah, then it just like tapers out. Like the they have at the beginning of that of a new console, right? It's like, hey, we need more software. We need more like things. Yeah. To and then yeah, as it goes, it's. But it is interesting to look at like the teams that they have working on all that stuff now, like bringing up Shoe, right, and like the power that they have given him, whatever that means, uh, to be able to look oversee like that area of stuff, or even Greg Rice over there. Like they yeah. have the right people working on on the indie side of things. I just wonder what's next right if what is we know that they're talking about having this interim president there's going to be another one they're talking about searching for them yep. when they end up being announced whenever that is taking over next april i wonder how much they're going to rock the boat and like redefine what playstation can be or is it doubling down on what playstation is i want to bring in this question from michael d'angelo sorry sorry before you do that like mm. redefine what it is but also with the context of what we're seeing it become where everything we just said we haven't even in this entire 22 minutes talking about this mm -hmm. brought up the fact that PlayStation strategy seems to be shifting towards yeah. multiplayer and which all is, that, which there's, there's so much to get into with that. Right. Yeah. I, and I think before I even get into the question in terms of, you know, what's the story here? Why now? Why all this stuff? I think there's a few things to point out. One, I think with every PlayStation leader stepping down, it's always felt the same way of, Oh wow. Really? Like, Oh, this is kind of out of nowhere. You know, like I feel like PlayStation leadership doesn't necessarily last for, 10 to 15 years i feel like it's always usually five years or so where you see somebody take the helm and then they retire in, or pass it on to the next person i think there's that there's also the fact that we are in the midpoint of a console generation and so jim ryan being able to be there for overseeing the sunset of the ps4 era and then getting out the launch of the ps5 era i think now is a better time to retire as opposed to getting toward the end of the ps5 era and going all right now i'm going to pass this on to somebody else to launch the ps6 right like that's not really good timing in, um, in that sense and so i think you know the way i read this is i do read this as like hey legitimately i do want to retire and legitimately like it's hard to be in a western in an american business when i live in europe and like i have to fly and all these things right and i have a family that i probably want to you know tend to and you know be around my family and all this stuff so again you know um i guess congratulations to Jim ryan for retiring yeah no and for doing a, all in all great job when you look at the goals and success of the playstation 5 nailed it and again when you look at, at the the issues of jim ryan most of the time was putting his foot in his mouth like yeah there were examples that were like a little worse than that um 
like there, I mean, the two, I mean, there, I mean, you know, I, I don't say all this to say that Jim Ryan is infallible because yeah, there's so course, many foul yeah, aspects no, of Jim so Ryan. Much. I mean, the like old the, game stuff, the, the uh, cat the email cat that he email said after the, um, what was it? The like abortion, um, laws changing, right. And like him kind of being like, oh, but let's, yeah, let's it's, talk about my cats. Let's talk about my cats and let's support, you don't need to take a side. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. okay, no, that's dumb, not good. Shit, that but. plus, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole shift toward games and service and stuff, but like the proof's in the pudding. We'll see when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to bring in this question from Michael Restiv D'Angelo, who writes in the kind of funny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, uh, they write in and say, hi y'all. An end of an era has arrived. Jim Ryan is stepping down from PlayStation. Although no real details have been revealed, but based on the timing seems like the typical retirement. The PS5 is mid-generation and work on the next gen was likely about to start. So getting out before it does uh, makes a ton of sense. My question, however, is how do you think this will affect PlayStation as a whole? Do we know which initiatives that Jim championed that may not have uh, that may not be as important? Is their path going to dramatically shift? Is it business as usual? And we can still expect the influx of Sony's games and services. Thanks for these years of entertainment, Michael D'Angelo. P.S. Epic layoffs make me sad too. Yeah, this is a tough question. It is. We don't know. <laughs> I would think that PlayStation hire somebody who is more. I like. I think we get another Jim Ryan in the sense of somebody who is business right somebody who is numbers somebody who is probably gonna yeah look at the games and service stuff and go right how do we really make the numbers off of this that'll be my guess that'll be my prediction my prediction is phil spencer's music hits whoa he's just like it's me motherfucker he's back no i don't i don't i I don't know how this is all going to shake out i think you're right though i think it's going to be business as usual more than anything like i don't think that they're going to get somebody in that's going to dramatically change things up because why would they they're number one having said that Mm -hmm. They are clearly trying to shake things up. They are clearly trying to figure out what the the secret sauce is to the games of the service and that level of monetization that they have so far only like barely tapped into, but they've clearly seen the results of through third-party examples like GTA Online or Fortnite. Um, we got Tim Sweeney. <laughs> you got Tim Sweeney, which I mean, with story number two, He's I, on the market. I, don't, I don't know if that's the way we want to go, but yeah, like, I mean... We'll see. Like, there's names out there. Who's the who? This probably isn't the best person, but like, who was the person that just left? Donald Mustard is, is what I meant to say. Actually, Stig. Stig. <laughs> hey, Stig. Do you want to lead PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. See again. again. But like, well, he lost. I mean, he did God of War three. Yeah. No, no, he did and great he stuff. Did great Th- stuff. This is the thing, though, is I don't expect it to be like a studio head or even a former studio head that's, sure. like, that's taking that on. I think it will be very, very nuts and bolts business. Um, it might for, be somebody from in, that is internal whose name you've never heard of. Yeah. From the outside. Right? Oh, absolutely. Somebody who's making big waves on the inside of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. We'll talk more about this on PS Love You. On oh, PS yeah. Love You, we, don't, we want to talk specifically about where does PlayStation go from here? And so you can write into kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Um, and also, just a fun question. Who do you want to beat the next president of the PlayStation? Let us know. Also, let us know on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. What are your favorite shows over there? Because I'm going to point you over there. Of course, you can go and listen to Kind of Feudy. You can go and watch the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast. You can go and check out so much more content. But also, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? 
is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back with story number two. Fortnite maker Epic Games is cutting about 16% of staff. This is Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Epic Games, Inc., the maker of popular Fortnite video game, is laying off 870 employees, according to people familiar with the matter. 
The job cuts, which affect about 16% of its workforce, were announced in a memo to staff, said the people who asked not to be named, uh, disclosing information that's not yet public. Epic didn't immediately reply to a request for comment. Employees who are affected by the job cuts will receive six months of severance and health insurance, as well as accelerated stock vesting. As in the broader tech industry, it's been a full, it's been a year full of layoffs uh, across uh, gaming companies, big and small. Last month, the Swedish gaming conglomerate Embracer Group AB shut down Illinois-based Volition maker of the or Volition maker of the Saints Row games. Pokemon Go maker Niantic uh, announced in June that it's closing its Los Angeles game studio and canceling NBA and Marvel titles in a restructuring that eliminated 230 jobs or about 25% of its staff. Um, I added this story uh, this morning before the official news happened, but Epic did um, post on their website that yes, layoffs are indeed happening um, with a letter from Tim Sweeney. Um, but again, it's another one. It's another one, man. And you know, I think this one's different. This one is is coming from the top of the top. We talk always about Epic being the example of, oh, they made it work. The yeah. money's there. This all makes sense. One of the most profitable organizations in the business. Period. And you look at that and you look at all the acquisitions that they've made. There's a lot of stories even like beyond this. Like I, I recommend everybody like go beyond Games Daily and like look into the ramifications of this and the people that go because there's a lot of, of nuance to it where like Bandcamp that they acquired, yeah. they're getting rid of it. Yeah. Um, the, they're the other companies that they've acquired. They're just getting rid of the team behind Fall Guys. A ton of them. Fall Guys uh, team. What is it? Media Media, Media Tonic. Yeah. They get acquired by Epic. A lot of them are now let go. Yeah. And it's like insane. We're seeing how that all. Uh, yeah. On their website here. Rocket League. Psionics as well. Like they have a thing here that is, that is what was the scope of the layoffs? They say we are laying off 830 employees or 16 percent of jobs. About two thirds of the layoffs were in teams outside of core development. Around 250 people are leaving Epic through our uh, divestitures from Bandcamp and Super Awesome. We're cutting costs without sacrificing development or lines of businesses. So that means business functions are disproportionately impacted compared to development functions. Which again, like this goes back to conversations we have all the time and the back and forths on things like industry consolidation and acquisitions, right? Like the scary thing when it comes to the consolidation is, hey, once a business gets bought down the line, when layoffs happen at that you know that tip top business that means that that is going to affect the people the people that are under them and so now Bandcamp, who by themselves might have been fine right or might have been struggling here and there might have been doing their own thing now that they're under epic epic's issues now become Bandcamp's issues right and now epic's issues now become mediatonic's issues and the rocket league team's issues uh and yeah like it always sucks to see like again we, we've talked about this in terms of the failures or the projects that maybe didn't weren't super successful or maybe moderately successful or didn't do well enough here we're talking about Fortnite, mm -hmm. one of the biggest success stories in, ga in gaming, not just of the last five years, ever. We're talking about Fortnite. We're talking about Rocket League. Yeah. We're talking about Fall Guys. Like, like we're some of the biggest successes ever, right? You're talking about Epic, owner of Fortnite, owner of the Unreal Engine, right? Owner, owner of the Unreal um, um, property. A, a company that's, I would say, not only doing well for themselves in terms of having these, um, uh, these IP and having these properties that they're doing well with, but then also, you know, I think they've been doing a good job of trying to carve out new spaces and try different things, right? Like, I know we all roll our eyes at the, um, like, what do they call it? The metaverse type shit. And like Epic's been involved in that type of stuff too. But when I look at all the companies that are trying the metaverse stuff, I look at Epic and I'm like, eh, maybe you can figure it out because you got Fortnite and like yeah, you're no, halfway there already. Dude, totally. I mean, I feel like the, the reality is Epic gets a lot right. And Epic is the, are the ones pushing forward and defining the path of uh, a new direction that the industry's never seen before. Mm -hmm. But that needs to come with an understanding that 
you can't be taking risks and making decisions that can result in this many people being just immediately laid off and their lives changing forever. Yeah. Be because the goals of infinite growth weren't met. That's the problem with this, I think, mm -hmm. is that this all doesn't stem from things aren't working. This stems from more, 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 more. Like, yeah. And it's like, at some point, it's like, there needs to be an understanding of, oh, cool, we've hit this, and this is what this looks like. We can't just keep investing more into it to get more out of it. We've hit the kind of... We got to grow the, smartly, the not necessarily grow quickly. Exactly. And, you know, that is that is the problem when uh, a lot of times when acquisitions happen, there is a lot of redundancy. So there is the inevitability that when people are, like, re-strategizing what is going to be the future of the company, they look at it, they're like, we don't need all of this. Uh, we needed this. We acquired it for these elements, not for all of the elements. And the elements are people and human mm. beings. And that's where it gets extremely upsetting. And these new stories that we're talking about week after week, and it just becomes so like, I feel like we just say the same things. I'm just like, yeah. you know, our thoughts are with them. And like, this sucks and this needs to stop. The fact that it's just every company period. And we're now talking about Epic doing it on this scale. It's beyond scary, beyond sad, beyond just being a problem. Mm -hmm. It is like, man, somebody somebody needs to look at this and be like yo yo we should let's learn from this <laughs> like yeah. like next next time we are you know next time we have a company where it is we're gonna make big acquisitions or we're gonna hire a lot of people or we're gonna like make big changes or whatever let's look at companies like epic or companies like embracer right two very different examples but two i think yes. examples that are involved in the same thing when we talk about that fast growth and we talk about having this many people to be in charge of let's look at these as examples and figure out how do we treat these people better and not use people's lives as chess pieces, yeah. right? Because when you start to lose that chess game, guess what? A lot of people are out of the business. 800 is a, is a wild number. Yeah. That's an insane amount of people to lose their jobs. Um, Barrett has here pulled up a tweet from uh, TM that says, when a company that basically prints money lays off people in such a ruthless way, there's something seriously wrong with this in with the industry. And on top of that, right, like I'll even add in, Janet uh, shouted out this article the other week. I'm going to shout out this article again. It's an article from Stacey Henley uh, from The Gamer titled, 2023 has been a horrible year uh, for gaming. Right, and like it's it's the back and forth of what we've talked about, yeah. where we talk about how good of a year for game software it's been, because there have been such incredible games dropping. There's been the Tears of the Kingdoms, there's been the Baldur's Gate threes, there's been the Armor Cores, there's been the Diablo, there's been so, the Street Fighter, there's been so many good ass video games this year. But when you look into the business side of the industry, oh man, this industry has been rough Went through it, <laughs> in man. 2023, yeah. and so I don't know, man. Our hearts, our hearts, once again, and this isn't this is not the first time I'm saying this this week. And it's Thursday. This might not be the last time I say it this week or even this episode, I guess. Um, but our hearts go out to people that are losing their jobs, right? And I hope that y'all land on your feet. And yeah, like, keep your mind on people in this industry because it is rough out here when you're talking about jobs. Story number three. Sega has canceled hyenas <laughs> in some unannounced games in development. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Sega has said it plans to cancel Creative Assembly's hyenas and other unannounced projects. The move was announced on Thursday following a review of its games business. Quote, in response to the lower profitability of the European region, we have reviewed the title portfolio of each development base in Europe, and the resulting action will be to cancel hyenas and some unannounced titles under development, it said. Accordingly, we will implement a write-down of work in progress for titles under development, end quote. Sega also plans to reduce its fixed expenses in Europe with a focus on cutting costs at uh, Horsham, England-based Creative Assembly. Quote, we'll implement reduction of various fixed expenses at several group companies in relevant regions centered on the Creative Assembly Limited, it said. 
quote, we expect to incur one-time expenses related to reduction of fixed expenses, end quote. Creative Assembly has confirmed it'll be making redundancies across the company. Creative, Assembly, Creative Assembly's next game, uh, Total War Pharaoh, will be released on October 11th. Last August, the studio said it was working on a new action game, as well as, other un, as, well as another unannounced project. Announced last June, Hyenas is a robbery and extraction multiplayer shooter that was scheduled for release this year on PC, Mac, current, and last-gen consoles. Wait. Are you sure this isn't a story about fair games? Uh, actually, this might be a story about Concord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, dude, it's... Like, seriously. I, it's I, like I, know we're, I know we're joking about it, but it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. You're a bunch of morons that sit here and just react to news every day. Yeah, right? we're, we're fucking stupid. Things happen, and we're just like, oh, here's what I think, whatever. Mm -hmm. Why is it, though, that we keep being right? Why is it like shit? clockwork? Why the fuck... Why? And then, you know, go back to story number one. We're talking about PlayStation with all this stuff. Yeah. Do we really think that's going to go differently? Like, I, why would we? No. Why the fuck would we? Like, how many, what was how many robbery and extraction multiplayer shooters come out and, and take the world by fire, right? Like, what is, or take the world by storm, not by fire. <laughs> take the world by fire. <laughs> that's like some Mortal Kombat shit. Um, but take the world by storm, right? Like, it is few and far between. And, yeah, like hyenas. They're just, they're just trying to all like catch up on that payday train that was like really popular a decade ago. Bless, you know. Yeah, it's even like payday it, three. You know, it's playing catch up for a thing where it's like I think by the time we get there, we're already gone, right? Like it reminds me of the uh, Avengers video game where their that game was in development for so long, and they're trying to chase these games as a service and put With Avengers the in Avengers. it. Avengers. Yeah, and but by the time they get there, like we've already coming. We've already had so many other games and service games that are doing it right. So when you only get it like a little bit right and a lot of it wrong, it's like no, we don't have time for this. this and there's just fail. ten thousand of them from everyone. Yep. Everyone is just doing this, and it's just like and and then what's it result in? Layoffs. Yeah. Studio closures. Failures across the board. And maybe they got that one little bit of money here. We expect to incur one-time expenses related to reduction of fixed expenses. Yes, yeah. of course. That's how this works. And that's the, the worst thing about all this. When we talk about majority of the stories we're talking about today, mm -hmm. there's just so much money being talked about. Like, these are people... These people cost so much money. Oh, yeah. And then even letting I mean, them go, even letting them off, six months of severance and the uh, expediated stocks and all that stuff, that's going to cost Epic so much fucking money. Guess what? They have a lot of fucking money because that's all that it is, is money just being moved around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the way I get concerned for projects like Skull and Bones or projects like um, Suicide Squad, where both those are games that have been delayed to, <sighs> to like forever. And uh, let's look at Suicide Squad, for example. Suicide Squad was supposed to come out last spring. It is not coming up in the upcoming spring, I guess. I guess, like, let's say early uh, uh, 2024. Since Groundhog Day. February, right? technically. I guess that's still winter. February 2nd, the same day yeah. as Persona 3. Groundhog Day. Uh, happens over and over. So yep. it's gotten delayed into the, the next year out of spring. The expenses that you're talking about with that, right? Like, first of all, we always talk about delays being a good thing because that gives you more time to work on a game. You're not, you're hopefully not crunching your um, workforce and all this stuff. When you talk about the expenses and when you talk about, cool, we're going to pay people for nine more months. People whose salaries could be like, you know, anywhere from five figures to six figures, depending on, you know, what the role, roles are and all that. We got to pay 50, 100 200 people that salary for another nine nine months to get this game out the wind out the door a game that might fail <laughs> like yeah. a game that when you look at what it is like i would say the, the chances are on the odds of it will fail 
Yeah. Like, I hope it comes out and does good. And I all hope that's it comes not even marketing costs. That's not, right? yeah, that's not the even talking about marketing costs. And things like that. It's like, dude, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? And then you look at Skull of Bones, and it's like, that thing's been delayed forever. Yeah. And I, they're still paying to make it, right? Like, some people are still working on it. Yeah. They're still they paid that funneling band to come on money. Stage. They, paid, they paid who? The band to come on stage. Oh, yeah, they did pay the band. I mean, that was a good, like, it was, song. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's money everywhere, bless. But, like, dude, around. when these games but come out. except for, you know, paying people, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think the, the bummer of the story more so is just the, the, the layoffs part of it, obviously, as opposed to Hyenas getting canceled. Because I'm sure people were looking forward to Hyenas. I saw the debut of Hyenas, thought it looked neat, but also thought it looked like a lot of these other games. It getting canceled, honestly, is probably saving them more time and money. But the fact that people are losing their jobs because of this, uh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, a hyenas is canceled, bless. Yeah. There's something about that, everybody. Hyenas, Sega's Hyenas is canceled. Yeah. Ooh, what a fuck. <laughs> Tim, let's have some fun. Let's please have some fun. Story number four. We got a rumor report for you. All right. A new 3D Super Mario game reportedly is releasing in 2024 and will be open world. Oh, my God. All We're right? getting into the rumor verse. We're getting here. into this the rumor verse. This is real deep into the. This is. Grains of salt big abound, old, everybody. Big old grains of salt. I'm reading from Logan Moore at comicbook.com. It's a little bit of a longer read, so sit back, relax, let's have some fun. The first details associated with the next 3D Super Mario game have been unveiled in a new report, and it sounds like Nintendo is opting to go in a very different direction with the series. To coincide with the launch window of the Nintendo Switch back in 2017, Mario Odyssey came about and quickly became one of the platform's most popular games. Since that time, fans have continued to wonder where Nintendo or when Nintendo would look to release another 3D Mario title. Luckily, it sounds like Mario's next adventure should be rolling out in tandem with Switch 2. Coming by the way of an insider named Zippo, who has reported accurate info in the past. Also inaccurate. Zippo, also inaccurate. Zippo's a little, a little iffy. Just want everyone to understand that. But was, he the, was he the Grinch well. guy? Was he the Grinch League no, theory guy? No, no. What have they gotten wrong and what have they gotten right, Tim? I do not remember. Okay. But yeah, like, we're, we're talking over the years of like every direct, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nintendo is preparing to release its next 3D Super Mario game in 2024. This entry is said to be rolling out as a day one release for the Nintendo Switch 2, which is what fans are dubbing Nintendo's an unannounced new console. It was also stressed that this won't be a sequel to Super Mario Odyssey, which means the game's title should be something completely new. Quote, this will be a game for Nintendo next year. Mario will be a day one Switch 2 game, and I would bet serious amounts of money that this will be the very first game that we'll see running on their shiny new system, Zippo said in their blog. Quote, this will be the first 3D Mario game to be a launch title since 1996's Super Mario 64. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Which means this is a big freaking deal. Expect a very strong launch lineup from Nintendo and third parties alike, end quote. The biggest departure with this new 3D Mario title, though, is that it's said to feature a wholly open world. Although Super Mario Odyssey featured some vast open areas, Zippo notes that this new installment is going in an entirely different direction. They also added Nintendo's exploration of the open world format for Mario seemed to be a foregone conclusion following the success of The Legend of Zelda with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. On top of that, I got this tweet from Stealth, the homie on Twitter, who says, uh, see, we've gotten some new Switch rumors, um, or Switch 2 rumors. Uh, per Necrolip, uh, Far Cry 7 is coming to Switch 2 at the same time as other platforms, and then per Zippo, a 2D Donkey Kong game is in development. The 3D Mario launch game is open world and, quote, jaw-dropping. Now, again, all of that we're sprinkling 
grains of salt on there. Of course, with leaks, one, plans change. Mm -hmm. Two, sometimes Nintendo will give people false information to try to figure out who be leaking their shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, like, again, none of this could be true. Some yeah. of this could be true. All of this could be true. And then three, people like to make shit up for clout. Yeah, so like three there, people like clout. There's, there's, there's a lot going on. Having said that, I don't think anything being said here is out of the question, right? Like, I mm -hmm. feel like if any of this happened, it'd be like, hell yeah, like, that makes sense. Not, uh, whoa, I can't believe this happened. But I do think this is best case scenario in, in most, most ways and to most people. I know me and you would lose our shit Dude, to I've, get what's being destroyed. I've here. dreamed about this Mario game. <laughs> like, back when I was playing Mario Galaxy 2, I forget the name of the level, but there was a level where it was a water level. You uh, go on like any water level in Mario. You go underwater, but then like, you know, the music kind of hit different in this level. Like the vibes kind of hit different. And then you get to the end of the level, you arise and you get like this serene view. And like you kind of come out of this in this garden. And like that was the end of the level. And I remember like feeling that and wishing for more of a like a weird Mario, a weird 3D Mario game that would take place in like almost a realistic setting. And then they announced New Dock City. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, okay, this is getting closer to what I wanted. But the idea of playing a Super Mario game that is this open, interconnected, hey, I'm in the desert world and now I'm hopping over to the grass world over here. Um, oh man, I wish I had the link to it. I sent you a link a while ago to like somebody made a gif of like what Mario 64 would look like if all the levels attached together. Yeah. And it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, that's like, so that's sick. the dream. And you know, we we've been getting closer and closer. Like I remember uh the mario 3d world there's a, a level where there's like this big kind of like desert grassy space mm -hmm. and then there's like a big tower you go up and the way the camera pulls back as you're jumping down into that space it just felt more vast than any mario game ever has yeah and i remember playing that for the first time being like oh my god i never thought that i'd see mario this hd this this open whatever and then Bowser's Fury really took that the next step which was like all right we had odyssey on one side with these like pretty big open levels like I would honestly argue that uh, Mario Odyssey levels are open worlds to themselves. Yeah, I agree with you that. You know, like, especially with the the focus on the gameplay kind of being that there are the, the moons everywhere. Like, you can't walk five feet in Mario Odyssey without something catching your eye to be like, oh, if I get all these coins, I'll get a moon. Or if I jump on this thing, that'll happen or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And uh, then Bowser's Fury being more like, all right, cool, let's take the more obstacle-based um, challenges, the platforming challenges of... 3D world and translate that to literally a giant open space uh, where you are, everything is interconnected. So the idea of those games being as far removed as we are timeline-wise now, the idea that a Switch 2 is coming that's going to be more powerful, and that launching with what we can only assume to be a massive 3D open world Mario game? That would be insane. Holy and I think, shit. like, I mean, what, when you look at the cadence of which they release Mario games... It's been, I, I, Mario Odyssey, even though it feels like it just came out yesterday, that was like six years ago. By the yeah. time we get a Switch, let's say Switch 2 comes out next fall, that would have been seven years. Yeah. Like, I think. There is Bowser's Fury. I, I, do, I know that it's not like a, a full-on core title, but yeah. I, I do think that it, it should count as much as Miles Morales counts when we talk about PlayStation Studios games. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. But like, when I think about, let's say, Mario Galaxy 2. Mario mm -hmm. Galaxy 2 came out, what year? Like, 2010? Yes. Is that about mm -hmm. right? So like Galaxy was 2007. So let's say 2010 to 2017 when Mario Odyssey, that was seven years. We're about to be as far away from Mario Odyssey as we were from Mario Galaxy 2 when Odyssey came out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Totally.
I mean, even when you... It's when you, time. It, 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 it perfectly is. Like, thinking about Mario 64 to Sunshine to Galaxy, like... That I guess can't Sunshine be to Galaxy right, man. Hasn't. No, Odyssey just came out, like, half a year ago, dude. Mario Galaxy 2 came out in 2010. It is confirmed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what else is crazy? What's that? I just saw this uh, tweet. Pokemon Red and Blue came out 25 years ago today. Fuck. That's insane. That's really cool. Actually, no, I believe that actually feels right. Yeah, that feels that right. That feels right because I was young. I was, I was like three four years, years old. That's and I was insane, like four years yeah. old. So insane. And Tim was already an old man by yeah, then. Yeah, I was doing like, taxes. What's, was what's the gimmick going to be? Mario's always got to have a gimmick. What, what do y'all feel? Is it just that it's open world? But there's no. got to be something more, right? He's going to have some extra thing. He has to. I don't know. Like, I have no idea, man. He has a sword this time, actually. <laughs> I can be down for that. <laughs> can you imagine Mario with a fucking sword? Just like well, you're into people? mechs now. Mech Mario, let's go. Oh, actually, Ooh. Mech Mario would be cool. <laughs> they could tell. Honestly, they could tell me anything. In the last game, they fucking gave him a hat that talks. Actually, I don't know if Cappy talked. <laughs> I don't yeah. yeah. Did Cappy talk? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, they gave him a hat that talks. Yeah. I don't know if Cappy was voiced, but he had, like, dialogue that you could read. And you would fucking throw the hat and then become the Goomba. Yeah. They can throw anything, and it'll, they'll somehow make it make sense. Yeah. Oh, man, Mario's shoes turn into a fucking mech, and I'm like, okay, cool. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I can't wait. And I'm going to play Mario RPG before we get that. And I'm going to play Mario Wonder. And I'm going to play a Princess Peach game. Yeah, dude. Eating, title dude. now. It's title. <laughs> it's showtime. Remember in the Super Smash Brothers Brawl reveal when Snake came out of a box and was like, showtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a little weird to think back about? Like, y'all couldn't get David Hayter? <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that is interesting that they, they chose to do that. But whatever. Uh, story number five. Scopper Swarm Van Gogh Museum for, po for a Pikachu promo card. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. The launch of the Pokemon Cross Van Gogh merchandise collaboration has led to swarms of scalpers on the first day of sale. The merchandise, which is being launched to celebrate 50 years of the Van Gogh Museum, which will include a statue, a plush, a tote bag, and more. Those who purchase any of the items will also receive a special Pikachu promo card, quote, Pikachu with gray felt hat. Yes. But following the release of the card, videos have appeared online of people swarming the, to the Van Gogh Museum to get their hands on the card. Those unable to visit the exhibition, which runs until January 7th, will be able to get the promo card by purchasing items from the Van Gogh collection via the Pokemon Center website. Good fucking luck. Right here we have uh, footage of people at the Van Gogh Museum, scalpers at the Van Gogh Museum, um, making a ruckus to get Pikachu and a felt hat. I get it, dude. I want this damn Pikachu. I'll be right there. You'd see me. See me just trying my hardest to get this little hat on my little guy. I, this, feel, this looks like I'm looking into a different dimension. Yeah. Scalpers at the Van Gogh people, Museum. <laughs> people want Pikachu wearing a hat this bad? Mm -hmm. Yes. Gonna be worth a lot of money. And also, Pikachu in a hat. I get it. I entirely get it. Remember when Roger said on the Next Gen podcast that it was time to kill Pikachu? He did say that. What the actual fuck? He gave us... I, I have it in my notes app still, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He gave us a list of, like, cute characters. It was, like, seven of them, and we had to decide to kill three of them. And he was ready to kill Pikachu. That is... You can listen to it uh, this weekend on uh, Patreon.com. I kind of funny. I can't take that in my soul. I think I deleted the note. Good. Good. <laughs> No one should know that. Wait, do I have a trash can? This shit sucks. Oh, you have a trash like, can. Fuck okay. the scalper shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that at all, especially someone that's really into collecting <laughs> these things now. It really sucks. Uh, next Tuesday, we're going to be doing a Pokemon 151 opening stream on mm. this set, and I'm really excited. Me How's and I, the collection going so far, Tim? I, I, so, I'm not opening them yet. 
because I want to open them. Well, yeah, the, but I, I know it was like hard for you to get some things, right? It was real hard to even get the packs. This is like, mm -hmm. this is going to be one of the most rare Pokemon card sets ever. The hardest ones to get because it's just the original 151, which is what everyone wants. So um, it's been it's been difficult, but um, I, I got enough packs. I, I, I uh, a shipment came in that I was like, all right, cool. It's going to be this is going to be good. Garfield, hmm. Baby Yoda, Minions, Pikachu. Specifically Bob the Minion from Minions. Stitch, Baby Groot, Kirby. Hold the fuck up. You gotta kill three. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought he wanted to kill all these. No, no, no. no, no. You have like, to kill three. Get the fuck away from my boy, Stitch. Um, kill oh, three, uh, he was also ready to kill Stitch. It was yeah, Pikachu, which is insane. Stitch, and then I forget who else. Like, did he say Kirby? I feel like I he think it was Kirby. Kirby. Or no, he said again. Groot. Which I was with him on Groot. Uh, Garfield. Baby Yoda, no. Minions, Pikachu, Stitch, Baby Groot, Kirby. You got to kill three. Damn, that's that's hard. If I had to kill three, I guess I'm killing the Minions just because I don't of care course. for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like, I don't care about Garfield, but I respect him. I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, but I killed Garfield because I do yeah. respect him, but I, I really like the other yeah, ones. Yeah, at the end of the day, Pikachu's staying and Stitch is staying. Uh, and honestly, Garfield just wants, you know, release from this mortal coil. Yeah, Kirby won me over with Forgotten Land. Yeah. Um, I'm, I killed Baby Groot. Baby Groot. I fucking love the opening of Guardians 2 so much. It's the only part of that movie I really like. <laughs> but I, 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 Grogu, he's had his ups. He's had his downs. He did a cool flip, though. Remember, he did, a, he did a sweet flip. Yeah, I guess I, I would take uh, Grogu over Baby Groot, so. R.I.P. I like when, I like when Grogu would be like, yeah, he does that a lot. Gia <laughs> just like an idiot. Gia baby. just got a, a a sweater that like does little like bunchy thing here, and yeah. every time she wears it, she just looks like Baby Yoda. <laughs> and sometimes I see her doing this shit. You know what I mean? She, when she doesn't have her glasses on, and it fucking kills me yeah. <laughs> every time. Dan in the chat who says Stitch is overrated. Time yourself up. The VGM in the chat said, "Did Bless say Guardians Two is the only one he likes?" No, no, no. It's the reverse. Guardians Two is the only one I don't like. I like the beginning it. of that movie. I like the opening it. with Baby Groot. I thought that was entertaining. Right. And I think the prison scene I like too, but I forget what even happened in that one. Story number six, Meta Quest 3 launches in October. Uh, this is Tom Ivan at VGC. Meta has announced that Quest 3, its next generation virtual mixed reality headset, will launch on October 10th. Prices start at $499.99 for a 128 gigabyte headset with a 512 gigabyte model priced at $650. Uh, both models will come with a free, uh, free copy of action RPG sequel. Wait for it, Tim. Asgard's Wrath 2. You hype? Whoa, you hype for Asgard's Wrath 2? Dang, dude. Let's fucking go. Uh, when it's released in December. As part of a running promotion uh, until January 27th, 2024. The 512 gigabyte model will also come with a six-month MetaQuest Plus trial. Normally priced at $7.99 per month or $59.99 annually, the subscription service gives subscribers two VR titles on the first day of every month. During a MetaConnect 2023 presentation on Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg announced that a version of Roblox optimized for VR is launching for Quest headsets today. Meta's CEO also said Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to MetaQuest 3 in December. Meta said in June that Quest 3 is the first headset to feature, feature a next-gen Snapdragon chipset developed in collaboration with Qualcomm, uh, which delivers over twice the graphical performance as the GPU in Quest 2. The headset features a 40% slimmer optic profile than Quest 2 and redesigned Touch Plus controllers, quote, with a more streamlined and ergonomic form factor, end quote. 
Meta also said hand tracking will be supported out of the box so you can explore without controllers thanks to Direct Touch that lets you use just your hands to interact with virtual objects. Quest 3 will be compatible with Quest 2's library of over 500 VR games, apps, and experiences. Can you bring the um, video back up? Why does the headset look like uh, Isaac Clark from Dead Space? Can you, yeah, I need to see this. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Does it really? Yeah, maybe like sideways, but like there's just like weird uh, little like lines on it. Yeah. See, uh, I, I read it as, yeah. um, uh, what's the game Roger likes? That will Sniper never... Elite? Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. It reminded me of Splinter Cell. And it looks like it's one of those things where like there's a button on the side and if I click the button, laser shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. But, I mean, hey, MetaQuest 3, they're out here. I feel like the, the VR side of things is uh, always a complicated thing for us to talk about. <laughs> Uh, but I, I love like, MetaQuest. Yeah, the MetaQuest kind of has done it right. And I feel like the the wireless nature of it all, like they really, I think, are honing in on actually delivering a product to a mainstream, at least more mainstream audience of like, yeah, hey, this is the one. This is the, the thing you should use that most people will be like, okay, I could wrap my head around this and it doesn't feel as weird and techy and like a whole setup process to it all. Yeah. And it so far, in my experience, uh, the MetaQuest just works. Whereas the other things, there's a little more like finicky stuff going on. I feel that. Story number seven, our final news story for the day. Counter-Strike 2 is out now. This is Emma Roth. What the fuck? <laughs> at The Verge. Counter-Strike 2, the highly anticipated upgrade for CSGO, has finally arrived. Valve announced today that it's launching CS2, which comes with some major updates like improved smoke grenades, redesigned maps, and improved network features. After years of rumors, Valve announced CS2 in March and opened up a limited test. The updated game is based on Valve's Source 2 engine, giving the game a much-needed facelift, reworked audio, UI enhancements, and upgraded community workshop tools. There's even a new tick-rate-independent gameplay that Valve describes as a way for servers to know the exact instant that the motion starts, a shot is fired, or a nade is thrown. Uh, you can download the 27-gigabyte CS2 for free from Steam, with this listing directly replacing the more than 10-year-old CSGO. All the items you collected in CSGO will be available in CS2, while stock weapons will also get an enhanced look thanks to the Source 2 engine. You excited for some Counter-Strike 2? I am so excited for my, my friends and for the Counter-Strike community out there. This is wild. Like, I just can't believe that it, it's real and that it happened. Like, Counter-Strike getting a sequel is like chess getting a sequel. Where it's just like it just don't it just doesn't happen. Like you, you get the the you know. I'm, the I'm super hyped for when Solitaire Two comes out. Yeah, it'll it'll happen eventually. I really hope it does because yeah. I don't count that Spider Solitaire bullshit. No, no, that's a lie. I actually really like Spider <laughs> Spider Solitaire. Oh shit, Barrett's found Chess <laughs> Two the sequel. Chess Two it has sequel. mixed reviews. I love it, but yeah, I mean uh, Counter Strike. Uh, you know, it started as a mod and then it turned uh, was modded many times and throughout the growth of Steam, honestly, uh, Counter Strike kind of was like right there. Uh, similar to Fortnite with Epic of just like how everything's kind of advanced and changed. I feel like Counter-Strike was re really core to the Steam strategy and the source engine. And like anytime that there'd be an advancement, Counter-Strike was kind of like the, oh shit, like that is the, the standard. Can't wait to see what it looks like in source or now source two or whatever. Um, I am still surprised that Counter-Strike 2 is real and that it's out now this year of all years <laughs> like <laughs> of course yeah 2023 would be the year that Counter-Strike 2 comes out 100% man it's yeah. absolutely nuts um and yeah I haven't really heard if people are liking it or not but I, I didn't know people still I, I knew people still played Counter-Strike yes it's but huge. like I don't hear people talk about Counter-Strike but that's in the same way that I'm sure people are playing Starcraft but it's the same thing people are playing Dota and people are playing League of Legends where we sure. know we just don't know because but like even Dota and League of Legends I hear about like I think Va maybe Valorant being like the new pressure thing might overtake some of that conversation counter-strike's huge 
Counter Strike has yeah. never. Bolted. That's all. I mean, that's the thing too is that when I go to the Steam top ten mm-hmm. games being played, like the player base shit, Counter Strike's always in there, and so I know for the for a fact people are playing it. It's just like. It's like it's like Trump supporters back in 2016, where it's like I don't see y'all on the wild. Like I but know you're y'all are clearly there. there. You're clearly there because he won, but like I don't run into y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> not to compare y'all to Trump supporters, obviously. <laughs> I like Counter Strike two players uh. way more. <laughs> Tim, I'm very excited for yeah. whenever Counter Strike three comes out. Mm-hmm. But Valve, they can't t- they can't count to three. <laughs> no. If I no. want to know what's coming out to my weird shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every week. That was some great killer energy. It really was. Somebody said currently 1.3 million players for Counter Strike. Insane. Out today. We got Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Dive for PS5, Xbox Series, XPS4, Switch, and PC. Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon for PS5, Xbox Series, XPS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Pizza Possum for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, X, and Switch. And then Wild Mender for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, X. I really wish you had more time and that we didn't have Spider-Man 2 codes because yeah. I want you to play Sonic Frontiers The Final Horizon and then like God. let me know how cool it is. I'm sure it's great. What's this? Like, is this Pizza Possum? Because I also want yes. to know. I, yeah, I needed to fuck know. Fuck yeah, we need to know. Uh, when, when we saw the, the trailer that they showed for the DLC, like we see mm-hmm. Sonic seemingly go into some new supersonic form with yeah. the blue eyes. I need to know what's going on there. So maybe a, a YouTube Wait, video. Wait, Pizza Poxum actually is a fucking sick concept. He's just, he's a little fucker who likes to steal pizza. And you have to like steal pizza and run away from people who want to stop you from eating the pizza. Hell yeah. I mean, that's what possums do. So the character they were talking to is named Bella Chonky. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Pizza Possum. New days for you. City Skylines 2 has been delayed on consoles until spring 2024. Uh, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo will release a new batch of tracks for F099 on September 29th. Hair Down is coming to PS5 on November 15th. Uh, and then PS, uh, PlayStation did a whole like PSVR game announcement thing where every 15 minutes this morning they announced a new PSVR game. Uh, the Foglands launches October 31st on PSVR 2 and PS5. Tiger Blade pounces onto PSVR 2 uh, November 17th. Wow. And then Journey to the Foundation launches October 26th on PSVR 2. Deals of the day for you. Godlike Burger will be free to claim on the Epic Game Store from October 5th through the 12th. And then the next batch of free titles to be offered to Amazon Prime members have been revealed. On October 5th, you're getting Grund. October 5th, you're getting Ghostwire Tokyo. On the 12th, you're getting The Coma 2, Vicious Sisters, Deluxe Edition. Uh, you're also getting Monster Prom 2, Monster Camp. Uh, and then on the 19th, you're getting Golden Light. On the 26th of October, you're getting Super Adventure Hand. Tim? Mm-hmm. Now it's time for a quick squat up for you. The Portland Kevin writes in with a real life squat up and says, what's up, Lesson Tim? This Saturday, that's in two days, uh, this, this Saturday is planned is the planned KF meetup uh, at the Lucky Lab Public House in Portland. Just a quick reminder that we are seeing an uptick in COVID cases across the country. So if you're feeling lousy or think you may have been exposed, please play it safe and stay home or wear a mask. I want it to be uh, I want this to be a good time, but I also want to help protect any possible immune compromised uh, best friends uh, out there and stop the continuing spread of COVID. Otherwise, looking forward to hanging out with any KFBFs in the area. And please get your flu and COVID boosters, 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 boosters. That's from Portland, Kevin. Hell yeah. Let's go. Lucky Lab Public House in Portland. Have some fun this Saturday. Very cool. 
uh, it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Kebab says clarification Pokemon Blue and Green came out in 1996, 27 years ago. Red and Blue, the international versions were released 20. I mean, that's There's what we no said. fucking correction then. You're yes. wrong. They were released 25 years ago internationally in the U.S. where we live. So he was right. Kebabs. That's what he said. Kebabs. He said U.S. release. Um, Bander SN said the snake revealed in Super Mario Brothers Brawl was voiced by Japanese VO uh, Akio Atsuka. And then uh, Radic said, Tim, chess, <laughs> chess already has a sequel titled Chess 2, the sequel, available on Steam, which Love we already got. It. Appreciate that, Radic. That's a Chess 2. What do you think the rules are to Chess 2? I think it's just normal chess, but... Yeah, Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> normal chess, but blank. <laughs> I was like, honestly, if I try to come up with Chess 2, that's what I come up with, too. Yeah. I'm like... How do I improve chess? I don't know. I'll just put a two on it. We got abilities or something, skill trees. I mean, that's what they did with Overwatch, (laughs) right? They just put a two on it. (laughs) That is what they did with Overwatch. Yeah, they just put it, but they removed one player. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, okay. So this time it'll be chess, but we're going to remove two pawns. Fuck. (laughs) That's crazy. That changes the whole game. Yeah. Now my rook can go anywhere from the start because I assume you're removing them from the ends. Unless they're going to remove them. Oh, Oh, from the front. Like, or what if you get to choose you your hero character? Your king and queen. Everyone gets a hero character. You That's... get to choose from a selection of different pieces. Each one has a different ability, but like, mm. you know what I mean? I think we solve chess too. And then here, here's the way we monetize that, right? Because yeah. then we'll sell, we'll keep selling different packs of different heroes forever, and people will just keep buying them. And then we can get acquired by a big company, and then eventually get laid off. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, Jesus Fuck. Christ! God damn! Oh. Got it down. Listen. Uh, there's a game out there called Shotgun King. It's a fun chess roguelite. Instead of playing our chess, too, just go play that chess. Oh, I have an chess. idea for chess, too. What's that? What if we just made it an extraction shooter? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to fail? It's going gonna, it's gonna to get canceled before it gets out the door. God damn it, Tim. You just ruined chess. <laughs> Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Day, they're going to be me and the one and only Steve Saylor, special guest. Uh, of course, this has been KFGD each and every weekday live right on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news and you need to know about till next time game daily. Alex J. Sandoval says chest traction. Chest traction. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Oh man. That is actually hilarious. So hilarious. Bless. I need to tell you something. Tell me something. All right. mm-hmm. I was going to gaslight you today, but I decided not to. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm early, really easy to gaslight. A, se- a second ago you said, um, Booster's weird. Yeah. Boasters, Boasters or something like that. Uh, I went to Starbucks today, as I often do. And the Starbucks I go to is near a Jollibee. Mm-hmm. Jollibee is, uh, the logo says Jollibee, and then under it says Home of the Chicken Joy. Yeah. So I looked at that, and I had this moment where I was like, Chicken Joy. I was like, it's weird that it's Joy, but it's Jolly. Joy, Jolly. It's different, right? Yeah. I was like, can I convince Blessing that it's not Jollibee, that he's been saying it wrong, that it's actually Joylibee? <laughs> <laughs> you would never be able to do that I'm just so you know I, I go to Jollibee enough but you 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 never heard it though you know what I mean well no I, that's the thing is like we I think we had this conversation where it's like why is it called Jollibee and it's because the mascot is a bee and he's yeah, jolly and he's jolly yeah but then it's home of the chicken joy which I never I never got to the bottom of chicken joy yeah yeah that's what I'm saying they like I, feel, to be I feel like I could have started like joy setting eating. the seeds for you you know what I mean I don't think you would have believed me immediately I wouldn't have, I would not yeah. have believed but anyway that's why I didn't do it that's why I didn't do it. Fair I didn't enough. think I could actually pull it off. <laughs> Fair enough. You know? I mean, listen, I, again, I am not that horrible person to gaslight. 
Mm-hmm. If you just put in a little bit more effort, you would have got me there. I would have been yeah. sitting here like tearing up my hair. <laughs> I've been rocking back and forth and shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Surely me, surely me. Where I get all my chicken sandwiches from? You're telling me it's been wrong this whole time? Oh man. Uh, uh, no. Anyways, it's the kind of funny super chat post show fun time where you can write in with your super chats over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or uh, subscriptions and resubscriptions over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Right now it is September. See, so it's the last week of September. If you want to gaslight me, you'd <laughs> the way you would do it is say that we discussed this in the meeting. <laughs> Bear hosting. The, the, we the, didn't. No, this, no, no, was, no, no, no. this was a call I made five minutes ago because okay. I realized that like, who was like, supposed to be on isn't here. Every, no, 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 every no. time I, this happens, we're like, I, I don't recall. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, did we talk about did this during the meeting? Was I just not paying attention? No, this so, is how you gaslight me. And he, and he hit me up and was just like, hey, Tim, can you just handle the, the post show? Just gotcha. us. Do you have all the stuff in the Here, background? Here's the thing. I went to get it and I don't have it. So do you okay. have it, Baron? I, I have them on Twitch YouTube separately, Fantastic. so I have access to it. So let's start over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where Waleed uh, sent us two Canadian dollars and says some great PSVR 2 release dates in PS uh, blog post today. Uh, I'm yeah, sure a lot that. of fantastic games were announced. Uh, I will say, um, what was this game? Uh, Tiger Blade looks interesting. Okay. Like, it looks, the art style looks fun. Mm-hmm. It's that tough thing with VR, where I'm like, all these games look like the same game in different fonts. Right? It's just like yeah. a first-person action shooter slash slash up. Some hands floating around, and you're going through hallways in a fast pace, and you're doing action shit. Yeah. Tiger Blade has a cool art style, though. If it's not Astro, I don't care. I feel that. God, what? let's make more Astro-type games, developers. I know that's a tough ask, because Astro is fucking very good. Okay. It had a lot of budget. Just do a lot 3D of time. platformer in VR. Yeah. yeah. I want to see more of it. Uh, King Ryan James uh, sent us $2 and says, Tim, thoughts on translucent analog uh, pockets, which I know we did talk about yesterday. We did. I love that they exist. I think it's awesome. The analog pocket is easily one of the coolest pieces of tech I've ever seen. It screen is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Like the mm-hmm. fact that it could make Game Boy games look that good, like the, the sheer resolution of it is silly. It's just silly. Uh, and it's, it is funny because it's like it makes any game just look so much better. Um, great quality hardware. Like it, it's authentic. It's not ROMs and stuff. Like it's playing real shit the right way. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend it. It's hard to get. It's expensive. But if you're into that stuff at all, I do think that it is. It's the right move. Uh, and the oh, yeah. translucent colors. Cool as fuck. Come on. Uh, They're never not cool. Some yeah. um, quick breaking news for you. Disney Speedstorm is now free to play on PlayStation. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. Go race oh, around. Like on PS uh, Plus or whatever? No, I think just free to play. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I, I assume that goes for all platforms it's on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, shout out to Rooster Teeth who rated us at the beginning of the, the stream over hey. on Twitch. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Blizz. Th- or, hold on. Let me actually filter this. I don't need. Let's just. Let, let Barrett this. filter. I'm just going to filter here. What does your shirt say, Tim? It's a, a track list from Nicky Jakey's album, Rom-Com. Oh, yeah. I've seen the shit mm. before. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You listen to that Nicky Jakey music? I do. Is it good? I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 yeah it's very, very Tim music. Okay. <laughs> I love you say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Indie Boy resubscribed with Prime for 82 months. Onus Pr- uh, Prime resubscribed with Prime uh, for 43 months. It says, let's go, baby. Busy news day. Uh, it's Zergy resubscribed with Prime uh, for 17 months. It says, hey, oh. Uh, Oak Toasted resubscribed for uh, one month of Tier 1 for 24 months. Uh, CDJ Gamer 
uh, resubscribed uh, for 19 months. Uh, Dusan Man, Dusan? Dusan Man 360 resubscribed with Prime for 25 months. J.K. O'Cole uh, uh, subscribed with Prime for the first time. Jermaine? Thank you. Thank you, J.K. I'm a big fan. Mm, mm. I love 2014 um, Forest Hills Drive. <laughs> we are all geeks resubscribed with Prime for 67 months. And uh, True Ethorian resubscribed with Prime for 38 months. It says, finally, my Twitch sub showed up. Hell yeah. Thank you all so much for the Twitch subs. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, it's the very end of September. I don't know what the exact deals are, but I know it's a big deal. So uh, don't forget, September. Ending in a couple days. Um, over back on YouTube, Dan H sent us three dollars and says Wolverine cameo in Spider Man Two for sure, right? I so here's the thing. Up until now, I've been like no, but hold on, I gotta find who it was. Somebody over there at Insomniac. Mm. No, that's not him. Is there a Chad at Insomniac or like? <laughs> God, I, I lost Is the a person. dude named Chad. Is there a guy named Chad or is there like somebody last name Horton? Chad. Chad Horton. Chad Horton is a different person that I know from a different website. And so I got, I got mixed up with some, but like somebody over at Insomniac was tweeting out somebody like we know somebody very popular at Insomniac okay. was tweeting out. James Stevenson. Stuff. No, I think it might be more PR role. Uh, maybe, no, maybe lead dev role, but like um, they're tweeting out well, like Brian Horton was the Br- writer. Brian Horton on uh, Miles Morales. That's who I'm thinking of. Or Brian Horton, Horton, the creative director. Um, cause we, re- we interviewed Brian Horton before. Yeah. Yeah. For the spoiler cast. So Brian Horton over on his Twitter was tweeting out references to like crossovers, like Spider-Man uh, Wolverine crossover. And he's also the director on Wolverine. Oh, hmm. wait, I'm trying to find a specific tweet. Oh, well, no, here's the thing though. I don't think that that's as much of a hint. I mean, without seeing it there, there's a new Spider-Man Wolverine comic crossover that's happening. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He tweeted out Worlds Collide to hashtag Wolverine, hashtag Spider Man. And it's a, it's a picture of the, yeah, the new comic, The Amazing Spider Man number uh, 592. And so I saw this and I was like, I didn't realize that this is a new comic. And so I was like, is he referencing something? Is this like a reference to fucking like the crossover? Yeah, that is. You crossing these characters over? Because like y'all would be the people that would cross these characters over if you could. Yeah. I'm just saying. Hold on. Am I wrong about this? Give me a sec. I'm just saying, it's very interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, I think like, he's just excited for the comic. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This, that is an old comic cover. Oh. All right, so we're back on. We're back on, everybody. We're back, everybody. We're back. I just saw that. Like, I don't, I don't know if it means anything. I think it could mean something. But, like, I'm not, I'm not using this as confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you're right, though. I was with you where I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. But, like. This is an interesting thing, right? The yeah. Amazing Spider-Man cover with the Wolverine mask on it. Yep. As we're about to get Spider-Man 2. Damn. From Brian Horton, the director of Wolverine. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm putting out there. That's all I'm putting. Y'all make y'all, y'all own judgment. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm just Either putting way. that out there. Uh, cool. Let's see. Biggs sent $2 <laughs> and says, y'all hear about the lawsuit over the KOTOR 2 DLC. I know no. there's drama over the KOTOR uh, like 2 just in general like dropping on Switch. I remember there was like, you could, like it was so bugged you couldn't even like finish the game or stuff, but Fan who waited for a Star Wars DLC sues over broken promises. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. This is published Tuesday. Uh, A new gamer lawsuit rises. Uh, Three months after uh, Aspire said it was abandoning promised DLC for the remaster of Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, someone is suing the publisher for failing to make good on its original promise or to offer a refund when that was no longer possible. The class action lawsuit was filed by Malachi 
Michelonis. That's a sick name. Uh, earlier this <laughs> summer, <laughs> Malachi. That's biblical. Michelonis. <laughs> that's her last, her last name. That's pretty dope. God dang. Uh, earlier, I'll get this ad out of here. Get to uh, guys. See, this is why people get ad blockers. Uh, earlier this summer, an accused aspire of fake advertising. He apparently bought the game, but never actually played it. The lawsuit alleges he was waiting for the restored content DLC before starting the game on Switch. Oops. And then it goes on, but very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, really quick, if y'all have noticed, um, sometimes when I look at myself in the, the Kev cam here that we have set up and I get freaked out, it's because I'm not looking at the camera, but my eyes will be looking at the camera. And I looked up, uh, I opened up NVIDIA broadcast and Kevin had uh, selected the option to have the camera do the, like, the, the auto eye thing. eye thing. And it's really fucking, fucking freaky. Oh, and yeah. it's been Kevin. tripping me out for the last fucking week. And I can't believe I finally figured it out. That's so That's funny. God awesome. damn. Also, Kevin put in a button on the stream deck that says, press me, bear bear. Do it. I don't, I'm, you might shut down the show. Oh. I think it's the Buscemi eyes. Well, no, you just changed wall. the set. Oh, well, it no, is. Those yeah. are the Buscemi, Buscemi eyes. Steve Buscemi's eyes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, when did... <laughs> Sophomore in review, everybody. Go I, check it out. Did, oh, my God. I did not... I thought you were... I See, I thought this was the gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's nothing there. If we want to talk about gaslighting, that Kevin's very good at it. It's not real. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> back there is not oh, real. Oh, man. Uh, M. Night... People are saying we don't see anything. Rewind back and just, like, squint your eyes a little bit. Yeah. I, it was it. hard to see on the, the screen... This time, I don't know why. I guess the on in review like, set. Can you turn it, was it off really and turn it back clear. on? Because yeah, right now you should be able to see yeah, it very on, faintly. <laughs> like you should yeah. be able to see it. Like this is what that's what it is. It's hard to see, but like his nose is right here. And his eyes are up there. Yeah, so many chats. Says, I, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, M Night Shamanamana uh, asks uh, or sent us. I can't tell because there's some weird emoji uh, covering it. But they sent us some amount of Canadian dollars and say, bless how many outfield players in your soccer soccer league? Also, good luck tonight. Um, so there's not an outfield in soccer. <laughs> yeah, I think there's I a, that's why there's I a chuckled. Re reference to the guy who said I've never played a sport. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, I mean, it's a 8v8 soccer league. And so obviously like one goalkeeper. So you got seven people on the field. And right now the spread that I think we're going to try and go for for positioning. Um, I think we might do like a... Oh, does this math math out? Maybe three, two, two, three, mm. two. Yeah. So like three defenders, two midfield, uh, two strikers, or maybe like three, one, three. Everybody from the three, one, three. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. I knew there was no way. <laughs> you fucking hands up and follow me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So that's what we're working with. Uh, Kevin came into the room. I was, sorry, I was distracted for a second. Uh, and then he started doing like the little, like, kind of like he needs to go pee dance. Oh, yeah. And I told him, like, just go pee. He's like, I don't need to. I'm just doing this dance for you. Kevin's He's got an energy. He has an energy, too. I like yep, it. Yep. Uh, Wesley Dunkerton uh, sent us $4 and uh, says, Tim, I just finished getting 120 stars in Super Mario Galaxy. Needed to share with someone who'd care. What oh, a damn yeah. game. Gussie Garden Galaxy slaps. Oh, let's go. My God. The music in Galaxy. Completely unraveling. We don't talk about it enough. We really we don't. don't. No, we don't. We the don't. music in Galaxy, we, we don't, don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about why it's important. Okay. Because it is one of the first video games, period, to just use actually orchestrated music. I'll mm. never forget seeing the video of Gusty Garden Galaxy being recorded 
in a fucking real studio with real instruments and then you see that shit in the game it made it feel so much more grand and the scope was limitless like mario galaxy fucks so hard it does and we don't talk about that enough we talk about how good it is we talk about oh it's one of the best games of all time we don't talk enough about how hard it fucks blessing i think we talk about the soundtrack a lot i don't know (laughs) but not in terms of like like why it made it all special Mm -hmm. the soundtrack elevates mario galaxy and makes it so much more than it would have been otherwise i, I, which agree I know with you that, can actually. say about so many games yeah it's different with galaxy i know i, I, I totally agree with that. that i think yeah if you stripped away the music from mario galaxy it obviously still be a good game but like yeah the music i think is the thing that turns it from good to magical yeah oh straight the fuck up what else you got for this barrett Sorry, I was just looking at Tom Mark's uh, review for the new Avatar game, and it's one of the worst games he's ever played. New Avatar game? Yeah, The Last Airbender. Oh, gotcha. The good Avatar. <laughs> I thought not that was a really people. early um, review for like the blue person Avatar. No, 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 no. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Brian Murphy. Can you, who can sent you imagine? Us... They got a Nordstrom's on their planet. <laughs> They're just wearing regular people clothes, <laughs> like fucking t-shirts and jorts. <laughs> like, get the Grow up. Blessing not watching Avatar and just like learning about it. Why are they wearing human clothes? Why do they look like that? And they're wearing fucking Nikes and they're wearing. Because those are the avatars. They're wearing fucking Adidas shorts. So and they're wearing fucking like they went to Express. And they're wearing the fucking V-necks. It's so funny. Oh god, Avatar is really funny, dude. Avatar is so good. So fucking good. Nobody ever talks about it. It's fine. Uh, Dude, Brian Murphy you can't sent say nobody us talks about six it euros. That, that's talking about it. Everybody <laughs> does that. <laughs> Brian Murphy sent us six euros and says, in Marvel Snap, you could add a card of a character not yet used. Uh, if you could add a card of a character not yet used, who would it be and what power would they have, Timmy? I don't know, man. They'd be getting crazy with this shit already. Like, mm. it's getting to the point that I'm like, I don't... They've done it all. I don't know how they're going to keep going. Like, I feel like the abilities are so varied. I don't have a good answer here. Mm. I am having a good time, though. I imagine it's a balancing nightmare to have that many cards it is, and it that is. many I mean, they, they have to change shit constantly. They're nerfing cards. They're powering up cards, like, buffing all the time. And it, it gets a little stressful for me where I'm like, God damn it. Like, like I'm so used to a card having certain power, and then it doesn't. And I'm mm. like, well, I lost because I didn't pay attention. Yeah, Timmy problem, I'm everybody. like I've told you before that like I'm I'm wanting to make a card game with my friends, right? And I've already like I made multiple versions of it, and it's so wild trying to make a game like that that isn't automated, right? Because the nice thing about Marvel Snap is that you put like you just play cards and every, it does everything for you mm-hmm. in terms of keeping up with score and all that stuff. So trying to make a version of that that is smaller scale, but then also is made for you trying to keep score yourself so fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot crack this thing, but I'm going to. I believe I'm going to bless is going to crack it. Colin in the chat, uh, put in the, the right answer to him shirtless Spider-Man. Of course. Oh, that is a great of course. answer. That's a great, that'd be like a great variant for yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on it. Uh, Little live snap. to die sent us $2 and, uh, asks your album of the year for 2023 guts. Number one for me. Is it really Apparently. for the writer? Not for Barrett. No. Yeah. 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 Still. I, that surprises me. Who, who did guts? Olivia, Olivia. Rodrigo. Oh, uh, Really, really enjoy the album. Can't say I love it, but I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm in the same place. I've listened to it many, many times. Yeah, I like, it, I like it a lot. Um, I think my album of the year apparently is Nas's Magic 3. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been listening to that album nonstop for the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I feel like in terms of recent stuff, I think that, that by default is my answer based on how much I've listened to it. And I do enjoy it more than Guts. Um, th- it was late 2022 and it's an EP, but rom com by Naked Jakey, I would put up there in the last 
365 days mm-hmm. of the year. Um, that's probably my most listened to thing. Um, Shout out to Travis Scott's album. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one got a lot of plays out of me when that came out. And then still, Scaring the Hose is one that, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Whenever I'm like, I'm in my, I'm in my car and I need some like, turn that shit up type music. Scaring the hose. <laughs> is great it. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it hasn't really been a great music year for me, I'd say. I agree. Yeah. The new Same. Doja album came out. I was very underwhelmed by the me Doja too. album. Yeah. Like it, I, and I, it sucks because I've been an advocate for, hey, if Doja drops a rap album, she's about to show all y'all up. Like, I think Doja Cat is very talented. I think lately there's been like some wavering in terms of a little bit of the quality of her music. But like, you know, I was looking forward to this album. It's fine. I think, it, honestly, I think the raps on it are a bit elementary yeah <laughs> um i was hoping for a lot more like the music's fine though mm. uh yeah mine is uh no joy by spanish love songs if you're ever looking for some like 80s emo like uh, similar to the cure a lot of like synth a lot of just like sad vibes but also a lot of like good just kind of like working through your feelings vibes very great album somebody in chat uh, said i gotta listen more uk rap i did listen to mm-hmm. the dave central c ep pretty good Pretty good. Dave is incredible. Dave is Pam fantastic. Put me on and, oh my god. Little, is little the, is Dave one. the one that um tomorrow really likes? Yeah. yeah. I remember like a couple of years ago because he was talking to Dave a lot. I listened to a couple of uh, his releases and yeah, he's fucking really good. One album I want to give a shout out to, and it's just on some pure bullshit level, but like I'm not lying. I've listened to this thing so many times. Baby Gravy Three. My young gravy. Of course you do. It's of course fucking, you do. Dude, it's pure just ignorant, <laughs> fun-ass music, man. There's a song called Super Smash Brothers. It's fucking awesome. Horrible. I had, I had a young gravy phase in like 2018, yeah, 19. Yeah. And it was very much like, I think it, was, it must have been 2018 because I think it was when I first finally subscribed to Spotify. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop putting music on my iPod because I was like the last, I was one of the, the, the last defenders. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stick by my iPod. I'm going to, I'm going to have all my music like owned and all this shit. And then I finally gave up. But Spotify, of course, in the way it works, it, I leave it all up to the algorithms. Find me new music. And then I happened upon Young Gravy. And for like a few months there, I was like, yo, this guy, this guy has the stuff. He does. And then dude. quickly, I quickly I moved on. I was yeah. like, okay, I need to stop. It, this. That, the stuff is the same stuff over and over and over. But hey, hey I like it, man. He's, he's a fun guy. He's, he's a fun, fun as shit. Uh, just eight. a few more to get through. Uh, and then we're going to go over to one Andy, the Nitro Rifle Cortez playing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> CJ splits, uh, splits on sent us $5 and says we should get a community effort to make October 20th Spider Mario insert uh, better portmanteau day with red and blue color schemes. Damn, they are both uh, red and red, blue. blue. Yeah. Patriotic. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, Metal Baby Mario sent us $5 and says when are we going to see the kind of anime boys Mike and Barrett get some dubs in My Hero Ultra Rumble? Have you seen this, Barrett? The My Hero Battle Royale? Yeah, it's been going around. Like, there have been, like, trailers and stuff for it for a long time. Is it out? Uh, yes. I want to say it's, it's either out or about to come out. Mm. Like, I saw the date was, like, whenever I looked at it, it was like, oh, shit, this thing's about to drop. And it looks kind of cool. Yeah, eight hours ago, official launch trailer with an Aizawa uh, review. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. It's I don't busy. know. It's I, too busy. Here's man. the thing. I tried playing the Dragon Ball Z Battle Royale that came out um, a year ago, Dragon mm-hmm. Ball The Breakers. Uh, it was not good. It was really bad. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, whenever I look at something like this now, I'm like, well, is this going to be another battle, Dragon Ball The Breakers? That said, if I, if I was, like, a super My Hero fan, I think I'd look at this and be like, be like you know what? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it looks like it could be fun, but... 
There's maybe, some weird genre. maybe a Mike and I get on a stream to to fuck around and try it out. You know, maybe. Um, Real quick, I, I want to read a tweet by Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. He tweeted ten hours ago. Gaming is a technology-dependent medium that can evolve, but never degenerate. So once you take your foot off the technological ladder, you will never be able to climb it again. If you take your eyes off the ladder for even a moment, you'll find that the times have moved up several steps. If you're only focused on the horizontal expansion, you are in danger. Good for him. Put it on my tombstone. Spitting bars on just a random uh, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. What does it mean? When is he revealing the next game? (laughs) uh, Tim, I want to run you through some stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at my Spotify right now to like even remember what albums came out this year. Um, I'm looking through Red Veil popped up on my thing. I think you would like Red Veil. I don't know if you've listened to Red Veil. Mm-mm. I think you would enjoy Red Veil. He's um, uh, a youngin. Okay. But he's out there putting out some really good music. Um, the Pink Tape came out from Lil Uzi. It was fine. Um, Killer Mike put out an album called Michael. It was oh. Also, it, was, it was decent. It was, it was good. I'll say it okay. was good. It's not my favorite, but I would say it's a, a pretty good album. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'll definitely recommend If you're a big Run the Jewels person, then yeah. I'll definitely uh, recommend it. Um, and then the SZA album came out at the end of last year. If that mm. came out in January, that would very easily, easily, easily be my album of the year. Because goddamn, yeah. SZA album. I'm still listening to it. They dropped a version of Snooze featuring Justin Bieber, and it's acoustic. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. Like, that God was a damn. Damn. Oh, my <laughs> God. I love it. God. Uh, it. Shay I never know how to say it just because I'm confused because of how Mike pronounces it. Uh, sent us $2 and says, would you trade your pet for a Pokemon? No, not a goddamn chance in the world. Is There's even nothing I love in my life more than Moose and Toretto. They're the would you <laughs> would you turn your pets into a Pokemon? I mean, they essentially are. That's yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? I, the amount of times I look at Moose and the way he's treating me is like the way... Pikachu treated Ash in episode one, mm. where he just shocks him a little bit. If you could give <laughs> you know? Moose four Pokemon abilities, oh Jesus! What four are you giving him? I mean, I would take away Bark. Mm. I'd forget that <laughs> move for sure. Rip roar. What the fuck is happening? The sirens are on our. Oh, it's outside. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like it was in the building though, and I thought mm. Nick was about to fucking. Come I mean, in, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe Kevin and Nick are doing on. something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. I already own Pokemon, and yeah, I'm very yeah. happy with them. Oh, man, same. Give the give Moose a flamethrower. Fuck yeah! I mean, I do <laughs> ruin the house. Like if I, I if I had to relate them to Pokemon, like in in the games, I normally name my Arcanine Moose and my mm-hmm. Jolteon uh, Toretto because mm-hmm. Toretto kind of has like just fucking weird ass sporadic hair that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, we we discovered recently that Toretto uh, has different length legs. Which is why he walks really? so <laughs> I fucking love really it. Cute. <laughs> Sometimes I, you know, tear up just thinking about like one day I'm gonna have to live a life without Lulu. So don't like, do that. Don't yeah, ever think I know. That I'm just really depressed. Dude. I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> I think so about like, it, hell fucking no. I'm not trading any fucking uh, Pokemon for Lulu. Uh, Absolutely not. Creed three, the soundtrack by Dreamville, pretty good. Yeah, came out this year. I mean, good. also shout out to Barbie. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like it's not consistent. Like, I feel like there's a, a lot of misses on that uh, um, OST, but the um, overall vibe always hits. It's a fun thing to just put on the back, and you're going to have a good time. Also, uh, call me if you get lost the estate sale. Oh, yeah, really I haven't good. listened to that. Oh, so is really it good. most of just, like, the first, the original album? Yeah, it's, just, just, a, like it's a bonus, bonus version with, like, okay. seven more songs on okay. it. Also, Kind of Funny Games in the chat says, hey, stall for, like, five minutes. I got to pee. Uh, and that's from Andy. Let me tell you, J- uh, Jack Harlow put out an album earlier this year called Jackman. Mm. And like, this is the thing. I'm about to defend my guy, Jack Harlow. Okay. Because a lot of people be hating on him. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, 
his his previous album sure didn't set the world on fire right like, and then he's been a guy that's been given a lot of hype because he's that lovable man that people see on tiktok and they're like oh man he's out here getting cuter he's out he's only getting cuter he's mm-hmm. out here getting cuter uh jackman pretty decent rap album like he yeah. got back to to the rap on this one and like i really like it and this one i listened to it for a good maybe three weeks and so if you're looking for like some music, and I feel like you, you Tim, might appreciate Jackman yeah. after oh, saying that you like Young Gravy. Yeah, I feel no, like this might no be up your alley. No shame at all. Uh, Daxborn over on uh, Twitch resubscribed uh, for 30 months and says we don't talk enough about the uh, Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Okay, we can. I'm, I'm going to shut it down here. We can't just talk about some of the most revered soundtracks of all time. Less we don't and talk enough don't talk about, about the Persona Five we, soundtrack. We can, okay, because we don't talk. We enough. talk about the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack all the time. Simple and Clean is one of the, one of the greatest songs ever made. But beyond that, though, people people yeah. only think of Simple and Clean. They only think of Sanctuary. They only think of Face My Fears. Oh, face my fears they so only good. think of so Fate good. of the Unknown. Mm-hmm. They only think of You're Right. They do talk yeah. about it a lot. No, the, no real talk. Dearly beloved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come we on. don't talk enough about it, though. We just don't. We don't. We just Face My don't. Fears is such a good, such a good song. I listen. And I don't it. even fuck with Kingdom Hearts like that. It was so good that, like, uh, when we were doing the Arkham Files, where I was doing my breakdowns of the Batman uh, video games, like Arkham Knight, the the whole theme around that video was facing your fears, and I wanted to use that song as a transition song at some point, but it just it, it wasn't the vibe. I, when I went to Disneyland in July, I listened to Face My Fears the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It was fucking great. Uh, Mr. We don't Hawks talk about the 20... Undertale soundtrack enough, you know? Uh, we don't talk about the Underna- uh, Undertale this soundtrack enough. This is a really enough. good soundtrack. Shout no out uh, to one uh, Andy Cortez, my roommate, who surprised me with a nice little gift uh, yesterday. He mm-hmm. got me a Sans uh, Nendroid from an Undertale. I was not expecting that. And I was oh, like, yeah. Aw. Very nice. He does think about me. Even though he be- and he does and leave and his Here's room. the thing. Andy Cortez bullies the Undertale community. <laughs> he does. He does. He's such a fuck, man. And so, Andy like, Cortez, I'll- underrated. We don't talk about Andy Cortez. We don't talk about Andy Cortez enough. Uh, Mr. Hawks 182, what's up? Uh, fun thing about Mr. Hawks, uh, Tim, I was uh, doing my own stream last weekend where I got Blink 182 talk out of my system mm. for like two hours straight. And Mr. Hawks and I learned that we uh, produced the same Blink 182 message boards uh, back in the day. Love that. And he was a mod, so I definitely, him and I definitely talked at some point That's about Blink awesome. 182. Uh, which is fucking awesome. Uh, but they sent in $2 and say, outfield player is a term in soccer, bless. Fucking Is it just not ass. a goalkeeper? I don't know. I feel like we rarely use it, I guess. Outfield like, sure, you're an outfield player. You're just a player at that, at that point. Um, somebody in chat said, uh, Undertale fans deserve to be bullied. I don't disagree. I don't dis- It's like Sonic fans. Like, yeah, they deserve to be bullied as well. We, but like we're not, we're not all the same. <laughs> That's true. Because I'm not in not that. Like I, I learned from my tattoo artist who gave me the the Deku uh, tattoo of like the amount of weird shit on Tumblr when it comes to Undertale, and I was like, I don't need to know. Oh, I don't yeah, need don't to. Know. I just, I just like that game. I'm not involved with that shit. Don't tell me, please. It's like being a I'm Rick cool. and Morty fan, where it's like, yeah, sure, the fan base can be cringy. That doesn't mean that the core product is always like terrible it's hard to say now after the whole justin Rowland shit but like you can be a fan of the core thing and not be lumped in with the people that are jumping in mcdonald's fucking tables one in the session one sauce god that was a fucking moment (laughs) remember that week that was a terrible week that was remember when they introduced pickle rick and everybody lost their minds I was like, all right, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> Get it together. Grow up. All right. Oh, man. Grow up. 
I don't know if that was enough time for Andy to pee. No, he, he said pees. he's he said he's done peeing. Oh, he's done peeing. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for the kind of funny games daily post show super chat fun time special edition uh, with myself, Barrett Courtney, and the motherfucking Tim Gettys and. Hey. The second best baby blues in San Francisco, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. That's me. Thank you all so much for joining us. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>